Hello everyone. Welcome to Lifestyle of Gay Black Boy. My name is Izuku Midoriya and it is Thursday going on Friday. We're recording early, which I love. Um, but first I want to start off like I always do. Thank you to everybody who listens. Without you it's not possible. And for the people who gave me some useful help and tips with cutting in my sponsorships, thank you because the first one was about as smooth as fucking without lube. So it was different. Um, if you want to reach out to me, now you can reach out on the social medias. And I have the Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy page on Facebook and Instagram now. Or you can just find me by Andrew Shepard. Um, or if you just search hashtag LGBB, it comes up automatically now. I have flooded my own hashtag and I'm all about it. Flood a basement with it. Um, outside of that, if you do not want to reach out to me on the social media, you can also do it through email at lifestylegbb at gmail.com. That's lifestyle, G is in George, B is in boy, B is in boy, at gmail.com. Um... First off, I want to start off with just one thing before we get into what today's episode is about. If you have not heard about what's going on in the Sudan right now, it is a moment to educate yourself on what is happening. It's a serious genocide and people are getting hurt and killed just trying to be alive. They just want to fight for the right to live and their government is literally mowing them down as if they are just cabbage in a field. And I'm not saying that to make a joke, I'm saying that to be serious. There's a complete media blackout of the country and most people are not seeing what is happening except from leaked videos that are online. Now we've seen these kinds of videos from North Korea, we've seen them from India, we've seen them from Pakistan, a lot of different places. And the more people talk about it, the more exposure it gets. Some people may feel, oh, what's just talking about it going to do? It gets the conversation going. On Instagram, there is the light blue tile that has been posted by millions of people. That is another way to support. Even if you're not giving money, just raising awareness is important. I will post it. If you're listening to this and you don't have people who don't know about what's going on in Sudan, share it. Share it with everybody. The more we talk about it, the more happens. If you do want to donate, you can go to UNESCO or you can go to other world charities and also donate to help bring life-saving support to the people in Sudan. Um, I will tag that information in the description for the podcast so you are aware. I do not work for them. I don't get sponsored by them. And this gives me no money at all. But people are dying and dying is never good. Um, On the 30th, there will be the Million Man March in Sudan. I hope that it doesn't turn violent, but nine times out of ten it is going to. But that is one stance that the people of Sudan are making for themselves. And the more people who expose it, the less likely people will die. So that is my soapbox for a moment. I do encourage you to learn about what's going on. And if you want to know more, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, Reach out to me. Of course, I'll keep you anonymous. Anonymous, anonymous, anonymous if you want to. But now it's time to start the show. So today's show is Gay, Black, and Kinky kinky and kinky and kinky. This is not a safe for work podcast. If you are somebody who is under the age of 18, one, why the fuck are you listening? And two, turn off this goddamn podcast because it's not for you. If you're at work, put in some headphones or turn on your Bluetooth headphones, whichever you do. Or if you work in a place where you can talk about sex and kinks, play it out loud. 
share it with people and maybe it'll turn you on and you'll get some dick tonight. We'll start off with our quote of the day. So our quote of the day, it comes from Dan Savage and a lot of you checked me on the fact that It Gets Better is still a movement. Dan Savage is the creator of the It Gets Better movement and his quote is, today's unspeakable perversion is tomorrow's kink, which in turn, next week becomes good, clean fun. Dan Savage, I love your quote. It's fantastic. So for me, when I think about what a kink is, to me, a kink, it's a deviation from the social norm or the straight and narrow path that somebody could be on. Or we won't use the word straight because this is for people who are gay. So the forward path as you're forging through the weeds. So you decide to take a little turn. You decide to walk off a cliff, maybe. Maybe that's your kink. Maybe you wanna go ahead and burn the corn down while you put it in your mouth. That's a kink. Whatever it is that deviates from what people consider the norm, that's what I consider a kink. And we're all a part of this wide spectrum of sex and sexuality and fetishism and kinks. So because of that, I can't talk about this alone. The picture I posted today is a hint to it that we have people here with me, not just the people in my head, and they have faces and can talk. So I want to go ahead and give them a chance to introduce themselves. They are two of my close friends. So guys, take it away. Um, I'm Rudy. Actually, Andrew and I have met relatively recently, but we've uh, hit it off pretty well. And um, he, this, this, I think this podcast came out of a conversation that we had at my house uh, watching Lord of the Rings. And um, I think it started to delve into some darker places and why hide things in the dark? Let's put a light on it and let's expose it for what it is. So I'm very happy to be a part of this podcast and, uh, you know, um, contribute as much as I can. Hey guys, I'm Davey, D-A-V-I-E. Um, my name on social medias is Davey Cycles. If you want to follow me, if I'm interesting enough at all to um, be reached out to, you can follow me on Twitter. That's D-A-V-I-E-C-Y-C-L-E-S-S. The one with one S was taken, so I'm very bitter about it. Um, and I've actually been friends with Andrew for about two, maybe three years now. Um, and we've got to know each other pretty well, and we've always been very open about what we talk about uh, in the sex realm. So that's what he invited me on. And I really look forward to getting into the exploration of what kink is. Um, decreasing some of the stigma around it and really getting people to explore themselves when it comes to kink. Um, To me, kink is any non-traditional forms of, or any non-traditional acts that um, enhance the sexual experience. So outside of your regular sex, what do you bring into the bedroom or what do you do inside the bedroom or public park or wherever you go um, that really enhances and brings that sex to the next level. And that's really what kink is for me. I like it. So what Rudy said about us stimming this conversation from watching Lord of the Rings, it was not Lord of the Cock Rings, unfortunately. (laughs) It is a great movie. (laughs) The production value of that movie, my God. You know it's great when they can make Golem look like a hot daddy. So... Rudy, 
please tell us what you think kink is and what it means to you. So what actually got me interested in this subject is number one, my, my partner is um, exposing me to new things every day. Um, but the other part of it is um, uh, exposure to the Netflix original movie Bonding. Or Bonding. And um, <clears throat> it started to, I started to realize that uh, one of the greatest lines from that movie was a quote that says that um, truly being sexually free is, is uh, you know, I'm paraphrasing obviously, but it's um, more about the removal of shame from what you truly desire. And, um, you know, as I've started to walk down this path with my partner, as and as we've become more honest with each other, um, I has it has exposed me to a whole realm of things that I did not think that I would enjoy that I do. Um, but I think what is really important about uh, kinks is being honest with yourself and what you truly want um, <clears throat> in a sexual uh, way. Um, yeah, I'd say that's it. Okay. So... One thing you guys will notice, Rudy is going to say he has a partner, Danny has a boyfriend. The labels are not the important fact, but after so many times of listening to me on this chicken shit show, you have realized I don't date and I don't have a partner slash boyfriend. I don't even have a dildo to call my own. (laughs) So because of the app, they're going to give you a perspective of people who actually have those social relationships, which I love. Um, also, just to kind of chime in there, um, I identify as queer, technically, is the term that I use. Um, a lot of the times I use the term bisexual. Um, I use queer as a more progressive term, beyond bisexual, um, but we can get into that at another time. Um, so I guess I can kind of come in from a different perspective of um, a cisgendered male who not only has had sex with other men but has had sex and enjoyed it not just had it like some of you homos um but had it and enjoyed it with other women or with women cisgendered women um and i think that most of my experience has been with men um in the kink universe but there are things i've done that could dabble on kink um as far as my straight interactions I don't identify as queer. I just identify as gay slash whore. <laughs> and I am okay with that. Um, Rudy, how do you identify? Um, gay. I'm definitely a gay male. <laughs> um, I love the D. Um, I've actually uh, opened my relationship recently. When I say recently, in the last six to eight months. Um because I realized that my partner may have not gotten his be a whore and try things. He may not even know what he likes because he was in a marriage for a lot of years secretly um, posing as a straight man in a heterosexual relationship. And um, one day on the way back from a long drive, I asked him if he wanted to open things up, experience, taste new people, taste new things. And he got really excited about it. And we kind of... uh, launched from that place and it's been an interesting ride definitely a learning experience but definitely gay um no interest in the vagina or the female anatomy whatsoever they are my sisters they are my daughters they are my mothers that would be awkward fucking your mother yes 
That's very weird. I don't know why I just said that. That's a kink, though. That's a kink. I would just like to point that out. Some of y'all got it. Don't lie. Yeah. I see you. I see you double looking at your phone like, um, did you really porn. just say that? You yeah. know we have it, especially you gays who are into daddy porn, including mm. myself. Me too. You know what? It's not bad. Daddy porn is a facet of this world. It's just like, oh, I just feel like it's such a young individual. It's amazing. Um, So... Before we delve, delve, delve into the topic, <laughs> Davey and Rudy, I have one major question for you guys. You're not prepared for this question, but I'm going to ask it anyways, because it has been on my mind for quite some time. I did douche today. Oh, you did douche? <laughs> That's the question. Well, you know, I always <laughs> douche just in case I get excited throughout the day and I don't have a mistake, you know? <laughs> I know that just air will come out. That's good. You guys can definitely laugh out loud. They are snickering and trying to hold in the laughter. You don't have to hold it in. I laugh at my own self. But the serious question that I have, and this has sparked a debate around the country. When you guys take a shower, do you wash your legs and feet? Like once a week. One out of like my seven showers of the week. Um, I do my shower, my, my, my legs and my feet in the shower um other time the soap just gets it and also i have like a sweat kink so we're fine okay <laughs> um i do not wash my legs or my feet um i tend to i'm a little bit more methodical when it comes to showering so i do from the top of my head and let everything just kind of flow downward and um no my legs are not something that really sweat or maybe every once in a while maybe once a month but I don't wash my face either I, I wash my hair maybe every couple of days because it gives it a nice texture that the boys love come back for more I would just like to point out that his legs don't sweat because he does not know how to take a walk around town <laughs> <laughs> like literally the boy has never gone on a walk it's white insecurity <laughs> So I will tell y'all that I wash these damn gams and feet every motherfucking day. I am a head-to-toe showerer every day. Soap is hitting every part of this body. I just, it's just one of those things that I just do. Now, when you say soap hits every part of the body, do you scrub? Or oh, do you yes. just make sure that it, it, it goes around your oh, feet and between your toes? I scrub, and depending on what person I entertained that day if I did have entertainment purposes with somebody, like a close-off show-off, I am definitely scrubbing. And I may get a Clorox wipe. Like, I might hit up the whole area, which is Clorox. Oh, well then I have a question for you. Uh Why do you prepare your feet and legs so much? Is that a part of your body in which you desire to be sexualized? You know what it is? I don't like people to touch my feet. Um, Did you prepare them for sex? I am not a hugger, so just so you know that. I hug very few people. Very few people do I hug. I am just one of those people. I'm just not about it. And it's not even that I'm in preparation of somebody smelling my legs or my feet or something like that. I mean, at the end of the day, if that's what turns you away, like, oh my God, your leg smells like a hamburger. Okay, you weren't getting naughty anyways. That was what was going to happen there. Um... But it's just, the shower time is a very sensual moment for myself to just connect with myself, connect with the world, connect with life. And I just feel as long as I can prolong it, I love it. But I just feel like I would feel weird if I'm just standing under the water and not washing something. So the legs and feet are just like, let me scrub you bitches down because that gives me an extra 10 minutes in the shower. 
I just kind of think it works that way. I am very sorry to people in Congo. I'm not making a joke here. I know that you don't have water to take showers that long. Somebody exposed me to that, that man. It was a great experience, but I'm still taking a 45 minute shower. But let's get into the conversation. I just had to ask, I had to ask. Okay, so guys, let's talk about some kinks that are out there. Give me examples of kinks that you have experienced. I'm also gonna give examples of kinks that I know of. Let's talk about them. So um, I think it's important to kind of separate um, the idea of kink and fetish because there are different things that kind of overlap. Now, to me, and the way I understand it, is that kink is a sex act and something you do that um, is sexualized versus a fetish that is a non-sexual object that you sexualize. So, for example, kink could be getting stepped on while a fetish would be feet, the sexualization of feet. Um, Again, there's a lot of overlap and it's sometimes almost splitting hairs, but that's really how I kind of look at it. Um, I don't know, what do you think, Rudy? Oh, no, I think that's a great distinction to make. Um, you know, I have had uh, my fair share and going on to the meat market and the apps of coming across individuals that like to sexualize certain things. Like, you I like have. Christian Mingle? No. <laughs> Christian Mingle is I'm not very looking for a husband. Yes. Christian Mingle is a very sexual site. Very. You go to Psalms 313, it's like, goddamn. Crucify me, daddy. Oh, my God. Okay, that just got really offensive. If you are offended by those jokes, turn off the podcast because we're not stopping. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Uh, religious people are some of the most sexually repressed people on the planet because yeah. uh, the, I feel like the term vanilla is kind of synonymous with with those who participate in traditionally monogamous heterosexual relationships. Yes, because I feel like they are kink-shamed a lot of the time. Yes. They are um, repressed. And um, I think kink in general has a whole stigma behind it that is not acceptable where it's like it's not okay to want to be choked it's not okay to want to be slapped around or to mm-hmm. do x y or z whatever it is um Our that you're interested into but you are really repressed by society as far as like this is not normal quote unquote and i hate that term normal um i use it very loosely because I think normal is based on perspective um you'll hear me use the word norm before I use the word normal in most cases I like that so what are some kinks you guys have let's stick with the kink and then add in the fetish um, so I have one um something that I have come to love uh from the giving side I is uh CBT Ooh. Which, if you don't know what CBT is, it's cock and ball torture. I heard your little devil entendre in there. Mm. That you've come to love. Mm. <laughs> I picked up on that. <laughs> One that I think of a lot, and it's a fetish that... Not fetish, I'm sorry. It's a kink that 
I think is great is dominatrixism. Mm. And I'm saying dominatrixism because a lot of people get the idea of a dominatrix has to be a woman who is wearing high heels and torturing at the same time. But personally, I like it as financial domination of people at times. Fendom, that's what it is. I like that. But then I also do like the masochistic side of being a Mm. dominatrix. You're not getting this pussy, but I'm about to stick my boot up yours. All about it. (laughs) All about it. It's this weird, um, and you know, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about um, pain and pleasure and how those two things can bleed into each other. Um, but uh, yeah, you're definitely hitting a uh, a G spot for me talking okay. about dominating. So glad you brought it up. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think um, another thing to point out is that with uh, domination and submission, is that their uh, domination is not equivalent to top and submission is not equivalent to bottoming you could be um a submissive top you could be a dominant bottom um power bottom all these different things and they're really not the same thing um so as we kind of move forward in this episode i would suggest that if you catch yourself thinking of like okay like only a bottom which is a receiver can be um submissive challenge yourself challenge yourself to kind of like think of it the other way like how can imagine tying a guy down with a boner and riding him and that is a dominant bottom right there um because they're tied down they are at loss of control Um, so control is i think a big part of kink um edsm um B and D standing for bondage and dominance, uh, DNS standing for dominance and submission, and SNM standing for sadism and masochism. Well, actually, I think the B and D stand for something else. Bondage and discipline. Bondage and discipline. Yeah. <laughs> so, Danny Davy, you bring up a point. It's fine. You guys are gonna hear me say it. I've already said Danny a lot on a couple episodes. Yeah, it's me. So it's fine. Danny is Davy. Yeah, um, just, I'm only going to give up my uh, Twitter handle through this, um, yes. but feel free to hit me up. Um, I'm not hiding who I am. I just have this um, sculpted persona that I built around Davey, which is um, a more freeing, um, more um, pure is how I put it, a more pure um, manifestation of who I am. You know, part of that feels like a kink to me. Yes. And the reason why I think it's kink is we all play some tabletop games together. And in the tabletop game world, we go by different names. So my name in tabletop world is Jonathan. And some people will get why it's Jonathan. If you don't get why it's Jonathan, you'll figure it out in the the future. I'm not going to explain it to you. (laughs) But having a different persona in the kink world is the same thing as using a different name. But the thing I want to ask you about Davey and I want to ask you about it too Rudy because what you said brings up a very good point when it comes to dominance and submission when it comes to an interaction of a sexual nature who do you think holds the more the power more not as far as the kink itself but in the actual sect sex act the bottom or the top or the giver or the receiver who do you think actually owns more of that power 
I am of the belief that um, the bottom is actually the determinant of, although in many situations, yet not always, um, the bottom tends to be more submissive. The bottom actually holds the power because the bottom is setting the guidelines. Um, the bottom is saying stop. The bottom or the receiver um, is allowing you to cross a boundary, which isn't really technically crossing a boundary because it's been predetermined. Um, and we can get into the idea of like rough play, um, role playing, um, abuse a little bit. However, at the end of the day, there is a difference and I stand very adamantly about consent being sexy. Um, now, like my boyfriend and I, we don't use a safe word. Um, however, that's because I'm with someone that I trust enough to know that like when I'm serious, I'm serious. I'm stopping it, it's, it's, it's being stopped. Um, whereas if I were, let's say, a year ago or a couple years ago, I was hooking up with someone that I wasn't necessarily comfortable with, that I didn't really know very well, that I didn't trust 100%. I may have brought in a safe word, um, just so I know that line is rigid. Um, but when you're talking about kind of like rough play, um, there are boundaries that are set, and I think it's very important to differentiate between the fantasy and the reality of like, okay, yeah, like maybe I want to be forced to do something, but I want to be forced by someone that I actually want to do it. Not like by anyone. Like it's not like I'm gonna allow anyone to come in and do X, Y, or Z. Okay. Um, I tend to agree on part of that with um, Davy. He, uh, I, I think that the initial permission comes from the submissive, but that everything past that has to uh, is at the whim of the dominant. Um, it's almost like I, I think you're right about the submissive kind of. Um, setting the boundaries for everything but after that point of setting those boundaries the dominant individual gets to then do whatever he wants within those boundaries so I think um, I think like I said initially it's the submissive but I think that the, it, it switches hands or else there would be no that's why it's called dominant because at some point you take the reins right and I think that's why it's important that like um, first of all when you're getting into the conversation or into the game of um, dominance submission um, it's important to have the conversation before you do it. Um, you need to start with the idea that there are there is a difference between soft limits and hard limits. Mm -hmm. um, soft limits mean meaning this is something I may be willing to experiment in the right time. Hard limits being like this is not something I'm going to do. Period. Um, and that's that's the fact. So by submitting, you're allowing your dominant or your dom to push those soft limits yes. um not knowing when or where or how they're gonna happen but you've already in a way given into them um a hard limit is that if let's say you are not into water sports which is piss play let's say that's something that you have set as a hard limit if the dom starts doing that that is like the end of the game that then becomes non-consensual and i think that's the difference um where you kind of have to determine beforehand 
this is something maybe I'm not in for, but I'm willing to experiment with, or at least give a chance to, or a try to. Hmm. I like that a lot. What's on your mind, Rudy? I see it. Uh, no, I definitely agree with you about the soft limits. Like, there should be... I'll give an example. <laughs> Ever since we've started having these king talks at my house, my partner has been eavesdropping, I would definitely say, and um, our, our um, move into exploring some of more of his um, desire to be a sub has been um, accentuated by our conversations. And um, I think that a sub has those soft limits that they're pre-instituting into the encounter but I think it's hard to say because I think I pushed past some bound. I think I pushed past some soft, maybe even some hard boundaries that he didn't think that he would ever consider. And now he's wide open to those things. So I wouldn't even say boundaries are really a thing, depending on who you're with. But I do think it is uh, what you said, like a comfortability and um, a permissiveness. Like there's a trust that you have to have with the person to know that they're not going to, they're going to, and in this case, hurt you. But not to the extreme of, like, disabling you or putting you in some sort of debilitating pain. Yeah, I think... Kind um, of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it depends what you're into. If you're into, into it, then I'm all about it. Um, but I think the difference is that part of it comes down to who you're talking about. And like I said, that comfort between that person. Um, because at the end of the day, it's not that black and white always where it's like, hey, I have a hard limit, I have a soft limit. I might have like a medium limit, which at the end of the day, you're going to make a hard limit if you don't trust the person. If you trust the person, you might make it a soft limit with them. Um, like for some people, maybe they're like, hey, I'm not into water sports at all, for example. Like that's just going to be my example. Let's say I'm not into water sports at all. Um, and I'm hooking up, I'm going to be like, that's a hard limit for me. Now, if I go into a serious relationship and it's like, hey, my partner's really interested into it, I think about it. I'm like, okay, I'm willing to try it because you're interested. It becomes a soft limit for that person. So I don't think it's universal. Um, it does become situational. Yes, now, I believe it's situational. Do you guys explore these things with a hookup or is it more a relationship oh, no. setting? No, so relationship no, 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 for sure. No, no, no. Okay. Um, it's almost like, so kink is like taking a 300 level course in college for those of you that may have taken college. So the difference uh, for those of you that may not have been in college, so that kind of everyone knows where I'm coming from. 100 co courses are introductory level, 200 courses are intermediate, and 300 courses are advanced, meaning you have to kind of usually be in the major in order to do it. Um, 200 means you have to have taken some intros, and 100 it's like it's open to anybody. Um, so sex in general for me, um, and not at the moment, I'm currently in a monogamous relationship, um, but in the past in my experience, um, topping and bottoming across the board generally is a hundred level course for me. Um, slight rough play, certain things, 200 levels. It means like I have to have at least met you before um, to really be um, willing to explore some of that. Um, and then really to kind of push some of those boundaries beyond that, it needs to be someone that I've already had, uh, experience with, um, because there is such a thing as bad sex and everyone knows that there is bad sex. And if 
you're like, hey, I want you to come over. I've never met you before. And I want you to um, do some CBT on me. Or I want you to um, do some breath play on me. And I've never met you before. I'm not going to be comfortable. I can get into that. Um, I need you to explain breath play. Breath play is like choking, um, suffocating. Oh, I didn't know that's what that's called. Yeah, It falls underneath that umbrella. My favorite kind of breath play is when someone covers my mouth with their mouth and plugs my nose. I just think that is very, very hot. I am not into the act of just kissing just for kissing's sake. So there is no tongue interaction or anything like that. It's literally like they're sucking the air out of me. And something about that is just so fulfilling. All at the same time, whether I'm being penetrated or not, it's still fun. But that just experience of just... And I like can't losing your breath. Yes, I'm losing um, my breath in a way. And it's reverse CPR at that point. See, I don't know if I've ever like, had someone like, suck the breath out of me. The closest I would be able to say is like smoke play. Where like you're both smoking whatever it is that you're smoking. Um, let's say it's cigarettes or marijuana whatever the case may be um and someone inhales and then the other person takes a shotgun off that breath um that's i would what i would say is the closest i've ever come to that um but i know like i'm into choking very that um like just getting your head shoved into a pillow with your hands Um, essentially wrapped around my neck oh honey (laughs) So um, another thing for perspective is that um, not only do I identify as like queer or bi or whatever you want to call it, um, I identify it as a versatile bottom, um, which means I am willing to top, um, not because I have to, because once in a while I will want to, um, but I prefer to bottom in most situations. Um, And I also identify as a submissive switch. So there are times where I am... Uh, very very submissive um, but there's other times that I want to um, be the dominant person and again that's not necessarily interchangeable there's times where I could be that dominant bottom Um, there's other times where I can be that very submissive top where it's like I'm just a pole sir and I'm just a pole I like that see myself in my daily life I have to be in control of everything I have to have my hand in everything I have to enjoy it Danny and Davy, I'm sorry, I'm going to keep saying Danny, so I'm just going to refer to you as Davy, and I'm going to write myself a note to say Davy Ho. Davy Ho. <laughs> I like that. But um, myself, I like to be in control in most facets of my life, especially during work. I mean, before this, you guys know I used to teach adults, and you have to have authority in that role. I love giving up authority when it comes to sex that actually turns me on way more that somebody else has taken the lead up to an extent. There is an extent to it. Now, there are times that I do want to get into, you know, being dominant in the sexual position role, and it can be fun. But myself, I do identify as bottom, strict bottom. I do not have a desire to top ever in my life, and I'm just not about it. I have not met anybody who has broken that barrier, and it's just like me having sex with a woman. Has not happened, will not happen, and I will die before it does. Oh, that was pretty intense. But, uh... When it comes to the actual act and getting into the kink, 
I say that because I do want to ask you guys another question when it comes to kink and how you look at it. While I don't have a relationship and I'm okay with exploring specific kinks with people that I hook up with, would you invite somebody else in to explore that kink with, with your partner, to test out your boundaries with another body, almost as a crash test dummy, in a safe, respectful way? So, kind of coming back to that analogy of like 100, 200, 300 level courses, um, you're kind of getting into that idea of you being versed in a kink, but not in a person. So it's kind of one of those interdisciplinary courses where it's like, hey, this could be a 300 level kink, or it could be a 300 level Andrew, and I've fucked Andrew a million times, um, so I'm willing... Um, and or I've done this kink a million times so I'm willing to let Andrew who I've never hooked up with um, choke me because I'm so comfortable with choking it's fine um, so you have to be comfortable at the end of the day you have to be comfortable with the person with the act um, and that can and that can come from either side so like maybe I've taken a million slaps to the face which I have I will if I were to have sex with in almost any situation, I will let them slap me. Like, that's because that's... I've just done it so many times. Like, I'm not going to take offense to it. I'm not going to feel any type of way of it, with it. So if I have sex with a new person, um, or my boyfriend and I have sex with a new person, and new guy slaps me, I'm not going to be caught off my guard. Um, I'm going to know what I'm getting into. I'm going to know what I'm doing. Um, now, if it's a brand new kink, that usually... the the only way to be comfortable with that is with a person that you trust. Okay. So that's how I see it. I like it. Repeat the question. <laughs> so let's say you invite somebody else into the sexual situation with you and your partner. That person, would you invite them in as almost a crash test dummy for either you to try out a kink or for you to try out a kink on them? So this, I'll actually give us I'll give you a specific example because, um, so... My partner and I are very sexual beings. Um, we're not always sexual together, um, but you know, we come four or five, six times a day, easy, between the two of us. Sometimes it's together, sometimes it's separate. Um, but on occasion, I'll see my partner, you know, masturbating on the couch or what have you. And um, sometimes I'll be cognizant enough to ask him, what is he really masturbating to? And he hasn't told me. But recently he has. Um, he would like to... So he is very submissive. Um, every once in a while he gets into a, dominated, a dom mood, but he is for the most part a straight sub. And um, his desire uh, is to have me and another dominant person abuse him to the point of stripping away his identity. Stripping away the fact that he's a human being on the same level. Or, or stripping away the fact that he is deservant of any sort of morsel of respect. Objectify. Objectify, yeah. yes. I believe what you call sex toys. Sex toys, yes. <laughs> I know um, that. Go ahead. Yeah. I got it. So um, that is something. So the problem that we have is, is that a lot of the people that we come in contact to, because we play separate and we play together, um, is that most of the people we come across are sub. Timothy is looking for a dom, and he has yet to come across that. So it's still on the table. However, um, nobody has exuded that dominant quality enough for him to take interest. But he has that desire. Um, one other thing I wanted to say, too, is um, you'd be surprised how, how often your kinks 
bleed over into other sexual con- uh, contexts. Like, for instance, I hooked up with this hot little Spanish kid the other day. He was hot. Um, but I found myself, you know, playing with his nipples, and I started to bite down a little bit, like I would with Tim. I, like, cause sometimes when you're in the heat of the moment, you forget kind of where you are, and some of the things that you're comfortable doing slip out into new circumstances. And he was like, ow, you're biting me. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Because I've become so accustomed to being able to do whatever I want and applying as much pressure as I want. So I come from a different perspective from you guys. I like being the subjugate. I love being the dom. So um, I know you boys can get in line. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, there's something very, very powerful about that. It starts out with the sub having the power, but eventually it comes down to my whims and my desires to do as I please. Which is why I think that for all you bitches that go, oh, rape is so impulsive, blah, 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 blah. Um, I, I will probably tell you that probably 90% of the population has a rape fantasy in their head. And fuck you if you say you don't, because somewhere in your mind you have want to be completely objectified. And um, I, think you, I, think, I think part of it is about being honest to what you really desire sexually. So I want to talk about that. When it comes to degradation or objectification, I relate them in the same spectrum of when you cause pain and then there's the threshold that leads to mutilation. Mm -hmm. So when I look at being degraded or even objectification, myself, a part of one of the kinks that I do like, I do like to be degraded but still in a respectful manner that respects my boundaries and the boundaries of the person who's doing it i've had individuals who are like i want you to open my eye and spit right in it i'm sorry that is not for me that is a hard limit for myself i'm not about that because quite frankly i just think that if i spit in your eye i may give you a yeast infection i like to eat crackers and bread so i'm not going to be responsible i'm not taking on that legal responsibility The other part of it, when I think about pain, pleasure, and then it leading to mutilation, I love pain. I love it. Pain is a release. It makes me feel alive because half the time in this world, I do feel dead inside. Not in a way that's bad, but this is a topic we have talked about in my therapy sessions. But the way I look at it, it's something that gives me an exhilarating feeling. What to you guys is crossing that threshold of mutual degradation or mutual objectification to where it gets to the point where it's like, no, this is just not okay. Yeah, I think that's definitely very important to differentiate where it's like the same thing that maybe I would let my significant other do to me is not the same thing that I would let Mr. G down the block who I've talked to once and have no sexual attraction to whatsoever do to me. Um, yeah, one could be considered rape, but the other one's rape fantasy. Um, because I, I think what people need to understand is that limits don't cross from person to person. They, they're determined by the person. So it's like, maybe, yes, I want this person over here to hurt me and spank me and maybe even throw a punch. But if this guy over here, who I did not allow to do that, does that to me, bitch, I'm going to punch back and I'm going to fucking cut a bitch. Like, that's it. Like, I will literally kill you. Like, there, there's that difference between the rape and the rape fantasy where, hey, um, you know, so-and-so, I want you to use me versus so-and-so, you are choosing to use me and I did not allow for that to happen. 
um, I would literally just slash your throat. <laughs> like, if you cross certain boundaries with me. Um, and you're... And again, that's kind of where I come from. Like, the fact that when you are giving up... When you're relinquishing control, you are identifying where that stops. And that doesn't, again... That's not universal for all people. It depends on the person. Um, Rudy here. <laughs> I think of it, uh... <clears throat> mutilation is definitely... Um, it should be everyone's boundary. Um, I think that... Oh, well... Let me say this a different way. My partner and I, when we play... Um... Whenever he's in the submissive mode and I'm in the dominant mode, I will tell him that I will remind him that the reason that I'm hurting him, which is what he desires, I will remind him that the pain that he feels today will be a reminder of our intimacy tomorrow. Um, but I definitely think it's within, it's within everyone's power to say no if something has gone too far. Um, you know, although you may not necessarily be mutilated, you know when that pain becomes pain and when it's no longer pleasurable. It, it, it has moved too far away from the line. So it's very important that you voice yourself and if, and if that person is caught up in the moment and forgets himself, you very much need to fight um, because it's very easy to lose yourself in the moment. I can agree with that. Um, <clears throat> the scenario that I'll bring into play here, I love this word play. We're using it and it's play because <laughs> when you do have those sexual interactions with somebody, we're like dolphins and dolphins have sex to play. Playing is just, you know, like do 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 do, playing my pussy. It's fun. <laughs> um, so an experience that I had, and I'll actually use two when it comes to pain and thresholds. So there's one situation, and I did talk about it before. There was a guy who came over to my place, and he was very aggressive when we met. Now, this was our very first meeting, and he wanted to bite my neck. And at first, it was okay with the little light biting. It wasn't anything bad. And I'm just like, okay, we're good there. But then he continued to bite harder, and I said, stop. I said, stop, and he did not stop. And I'm trying to push him off of me. And I could not get this bitch off of me. This bitch was big as fuck. <sighs> Thank goodness I didn't have a gun next to me that day. Because it would have been a whole different. We would have had a podcast from jail. That would have been cute though. <laughs> Jailhouse podcast? What? But um, he did not stop. He did not listen to what I said. And at that moment right there, I felt that it went from a pleasurable experience of exploring something to no bitch, now you're assaulting me. Yeah. And pushing him off of me, I ended up pushing him so hard he fell back over my coffee table. And I'm like, get the fuck out of my apartment. Like, you are not welcome here. Had I gotten to my kitchen, would have grabbed a potato pillar and I would have had short fries that Peel day. Oh, hell yes. I like to play basketball with balls, so I would have fucked his ass up. But um, that situation, it was one where it went too far. I was yeah. not comfortable with it because this individual did not respect me enough to listen to what I was saying. Then there's the opposite side of it, where I was giving somebody else pain, but I still wasn't comfortable with it. So there is somebody that I like to hook up with. He is on the hotation. If you don't know what that is, watch Insecure, because the hotation is 
a requirement for my life. That's just having a group of people that I do have sexual intercounters with. Not on a relationship level, and of course everybody is protected and everybody knows about each other. That is one thing that I think is important, being open. If you're going to suck a dick, you should be able to talk about sucking a dick. Oh, yeah. Yes, if you can't talk about it, why the fuck are you doing it? Amen. That's how I look. So, I'm not going to preach, though, but thank you for the amen. <laughs> but um, he likes for me to give him oral. And when I do, he asks me to bite his dick. I was not comfortable with it at all. And he, it wasn't like nibble, nibble. It's like, no, take a bite of the steak. And I'm like, um, I'm not comfortable with this one. I'm just not. But he was getting off on it. He's like, bite it. Like, and I'm just like, oh, like, I don't know. I'm not okay. It was like eating Italian sausage that's not cooked, but it's still hot. It was the weirdest thing in the world. But, um... It got him off. He really got into it. Now, we have been interacting with each other for almost 10 plus years at this point. So, we have a mutual respect for each other. And I wanted to respect his wishes and try it. Tried it. I wasn't a fan of it. He really loved it. I don't want somebody to have to get a tetanus shot for me breaking the skin of their dick. So, we had the conversation after that. I understand he did like it. But that is going to be a soft limit for me that we really have to work into. Because when he asked me to do it, that was the very first time he asked me to do it. And I don't know what the limits are, how hard I should bite. Am I biting a peach or am I biting... A carrot. There we go. Like, what am I biting here? And I think that's uh, another thing that's important is that as a dominant, you need to establish your own limits too. Um, It's not all on the submissive to establish limits. Um... Limits are a consensual, mutual thing. Um, so you can say, like, hey, if you're a top, like, hey, I like to hurt people. Can I hurt you? Yes. Hmm. So it's like, okay, now I'm going to do this, 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 and that, potentially down the road. Now, if you know that you're way extreme, like, let's say, hey, I'm into punching people. That's not everyone's cup of tea. And you should know that. Like, come on. But mm. you you may have to be like, okay, maybe not even put it as like, can I punch you? But be like, how aggressive can I get? Right. Um, I, um, as someone who, uh, who usually does the domineering, I will say that um, don't think that you're... God. So, yes. Well, almost. But don't think that you're, you're so out of the point that you're unstoppable. You should always be um, looking and... Um, a good dom should be looking to make sure that his sub is still in the realm of pleasure in the pain. Um, like I said, they bleed over into each other. So when it starts to just become mostly pain, you, sh- you should be able to, I mean, an ow is one thing, but when you get an ow, 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 like that's, you need to be cognizant of that. You are the driver. If you are um, giving your passenger whiplash and they're crying out, you should be cognizant of that and stop the vehicle. Yeah, and I think that kind of, we're kind of crossing, or we have crossed into the idea of the SNM part of BDSM, mm-hmm. which is sadism and masochism. Sadism being I like to inflict pain, masochism being I like to receive pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really where there are boundaries that people need to set as far as like, okay, how much do I trust you? Do I trust you enough to give you a safe word or do I trust you enough to not give you a safe word? And that's something that you as 
anyone, top or bottom, uh, giver, receiver, dom, sub, you need to really consider about the other person um, and be like, this is someone that I that doesn't know me, that when I break character, for lack of a better term, um, because essentially that's what you're doing. You're in a character um, that enjoys or doesn't enjoy uh, certain things, that likes certain things. Um, so, for example, with my partner, my boyfriend, I don't use the safe word, but that's because he knows if I were to say certain things or things in a certain way, that would be out of character for our sex encounters. Um, and that's kind of like a hard stop. That's equivalent to a safe word. Um, now, it depends on how rough you're play getting into your play. You may be super comfortable with your partner, but you still need a safe word. Um, that's all circumstantial. So you really need to explore the depths of what sex is to you, um, what limits are to you, um, what boundaries are to you, um, and how far you're willing to go with them. Um, I like it. See, I like that that was a very smooth transition. We looped this podcast up with Swiss Navy bitches. <laughs> if you don't know about it, Swiss Navy is a great loop. I am not sponsored by them either, but I'm going to test out a little commercial intro here. Swiss Navy is great, but just not on toys that are latex on top of latex or it's silicone on top of silicone. They do have a silicone-based loop that is delicious. It is great. Sprinkle it on your food, and then it'll go down even smoother, especially Popeye's biscuits that are dry as the desert. They're so good, though. They are good. Oh, my God. Oh, that's a kink for me. <laughs> Shove a Pop Guy's biscuit in my mouth and then have sex with me, but don't let me have water. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've talked about some of the things on our list. One thing that I do want to talk about is role play. Role play, I think, is a very integral part of my sexuality because I like there to be some aspect of what we're doing in the bedroom now if it's just a quick hookup it's just a quick hookup if you're the number one on my list who you know you are we don't role play because we don't need to um but sometimes i like to have a little role play like you know i open up my front door and somebody's sitting on my couch and it's like this isn't my apartment oh mr pool man take me to my shower now, I have to say that because I don't have a pool and I or don't have a doorman. I don't have a shower either. <laughs> but there's this basin. We just fill it up with some water and there you go. Stands outside in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> but role play, I think, is something big. And when you guys role play, tell me about your role play. And honestly, if you're comfortable, tell me about a role play fantasy that you have. I, I um, Disclaimer here. This is not... This is not, one more time, this is not an invitation to hop in anybody's DMs or inbox and say, I can help you out with that. Yes. If you do that, may God have mercy on your penis. Or vagina. Or vagina. Or boy vagina. Or boy vagina. Oh, it's called a pussy. Come on. <laughs> boy pussy. All right, you start. A snatch. Good china. Okay, so, um, role play. I think that for me, this is an area that I'm actually not super well versed in. I think I do get into it in, in a way. Um, so my partner is a little bit older than me. Um, however, he likes to view me as a daddy. 
even though I don't think I have the look for a daddy quite yet. Matter of fact, I still get carded for cigarettes. But um, I think that I think that the role plays a little bit more impromptu, where it kind of happens more like he'll tell me he'd be like, "Oh, that feels good, daddy." Oh, does it? So now I'm daddy. Okay. Well, now I have a, now I have a part to play. He, I, I allow somebody has to set the stage for me to be able to play my part. I don't mind. I'm, I'm very much a chameleon in pretty much every aspect of my life. I can be whatever you need me to be when you need me to be it. And um, it is hot. I think that I definitely have a Boy Scout fantasy somewhere in there where I wish I was that Boy Scout that got diddled or whatever, but. That is, um, you know, in my own mind, I know that there are, there's a morality and reality that, that needs to be distinct and separate. Children and animals are not sexual objects, at least for me. They Say are that not. one more time, please. Animals and children are not sexual objects. A little louder for the people in the back. Um, yeah, those in the back who are actually diddling the little boys, pedophilia and bestiality are not moral. Or cool. It's all right. about being a consensual adult. Right. It is not okay. I will slap you with a herpes-infected dick if you do it. You know, not I... to STI shame. Yeah, no <laughs> STI shaming. No I don't want to shame anybody, but I swear to God, I will fuck you up if I find out you diddle a little kid. Yeah. Be, um. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right. Like I think there's um, some people try to. And by some people, not anyone I know, because I would no longer know them, they'd be dead. Um, but some people like to distinguish or try to pull out hairs when it comes to that fantasy and reality yeah. um, idea of like, oh, I want to mm. literally hurt Tommy versus, oh, Tommy wants me to hurt him. Um, and we're going to do that. Um or whatever that case may be. Um, like, something I find interesting, kind of going off of Rudy's um, story, like, I find interesting the idea of age play, where it's like you're playing essentially a different age than you are, whether that be older or younger, or whatever that may be. Um, but that's a fantasy, again. That's not... Like, let's say that... You are pretending to be a high school student and the teacher, and that's your role play. Great. Do whatever you want to do in the bedroom. Um, act however you want to act, but at the end of the day, you're both consenting adults, and that's a very different thing than going to the local high school and diddling little Tommy, um, who just turned 14 last week. Like, um, now, at the same time, at the same time, um, there's a difference between shaming people for things that they've unfortunately gone through. Yes. Um, so, guess what? You know, we live in a world where there are people who have been molested at a young age. There's people who have experienced certain things at a young age that would have not been the case, but we shouldn't make them feel ashamed for what happened to them. Um, versus... Again, what's a fantasy versus... I don't know. Do you, do you know what I'm getting at? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I get what you're getting at. That there is a fantasy aspect, and then there's a way to say, hey, this fantasy is far, far, far too real to a past experience. It's almost like, oh, hey, 
I was in a car accident, a utility pole fell on my car, so then somebody comes to my house and shows me a video of a utility pole falling on a fucking car. I'm probably gonna flip out on you and say, get the fuck out of my house. I don't wanna see that. That's not gonna turn me on. That's like saying, Andrew, go get a handful of Tabasco sauce and thumbtacks and rub it on your dick. Bitch, are you fucking serious? Oh, I'm sorry, I just went on a little rant there. We have to take a little break just for a message. We will be right back, y'all. All right, hi everybody, we are back. Um, everybody's drinks are refilled. They are ready to go. If you are unaware, I do drink when I podcast sometimes because it's just cute. Um, so we left off talking a little bit about our role play and role play scenarios. Um, one thing that I do wanna bring up before we get back into our recording here is that Sex is a spectrum. Kinks are also a part of that spectrum. Fetishes are a part of that spectrum. And I love where our conversation is going, but I do know out there people can be sensitive and you do get offended. If you are offended by something, it is not that we're talking about it to make it offensive. We're talking about it because if we don't talk about these things, they just stay swept under the rug and- They become repressed. Right, they become repressed. The next thing you know, you're jacking it in the middle of the street in San Francisco. And I am just going to say it right motherfucking now. I will shame you for that. That is unacceptable. Unacceptable. May Rila Kuma kick you in the balls. So again, I am Izuku Midoriya. If you know who Izuku Midoriya is, come and message me, baby, because we got to talk. All right, guys, so let's do a little thing, and I think it'd be very, very fun. Let's rapid fire some kinks off here. So we're gonna gift this. What do you guys say? One minute? One I'd say minute. 15 seconds each. 15 seconds each? All right, who wants to start it off? Ooh, oh. Quick kink, um, quick kink. Okay, um, CBT's definitely one of my faves. Uh, choking is definitely there. One, no, just one, and talk about it. Oh, CBT is fine. Um, so CBT is cock and ball torture. Um, it's about uh, putting a lot of pressure and pain on the balls, the scrotal sac, and the phalli- and the phallus. Um, it, uh, it, things can get bruised. Things can be hurting for days. It's not something you can do all the time. But apparently, I, I'm not the receiver. But apparently, it feels fucking amazing, and it is uh, dehumanizing as fuck. I would say as a recipient of CBT, um, I'm only into very light CBT. Um, I'm not into any bruising or into any um, extremism when it comes to that. Um, (laughs) But there is um, a funness to it because it's a different um, exploration of that pain pleasure realm in it. Okay. My two cents on CBT, I am personally not a fan. I had a very traumatic experience with losing one of my little testicle buddies down there as a kid, and that was an intense amount of pain. Very, very intense. If anybody, Yeah, it was way too kinky. If anybody is familiar with the term that your tubes down there got twisted around and it essentially exploded in on itself, that was my experience with CBT, and I'm not a fan. But I do like to watch it. Before we kind of get into the next uh, kink that we're going to talk about, 
Um, I wanted to make it known and kind of like just highlight the idea that we are not kink shaming anyone. Um, because again, kink is kind of within boundaries, within uh, a certain amount of fantasy, within a certain amount of realism. Um, it's just not a cup of tea, you know, like some of y'all like green tea, some of y'all don't like tea, some of y'all like sweet tea, mm, and sweet tea. some of you like meth. You know, it's like chicken. There's nothing wrong with chicken, but if you have chicken every night, you're going to be like, oh, this is just chicken again. Can either of you guys tell me where that's from? No. No. <sighs> okay. Tell me. So, Danny. Davy. <laughs> that was my kink right there because I don't get names right. So, Davy, and I wrote it down four. with four motherfucking explanation points. Your turn. Oh, am I picking a kink? Uh-huh. Um, I would say spitting. Spitting. Um, during sex, I love a good, like, spit swap. I love a good, like, during being dominated, I love being spit on. Um, followed by a cute little slap. You know, just like, pra, pra, pra. Um, <laughs> I don't know, there's just something... Specific. <laughs> There's uh, something about bodily fluids that interests me, um, whether that be the only bodily secretion that I'm not into is, I would say, shit. That's just not my cup of tea. Also um, called scat in also the called scat. world. Yeah. Um, but like when it comes to like spit, sweat, um, piss, I'm, I'll try it. I'll give it a try. Um, we're cool with it. We are a very wet species. It's weird. Rudy? Spitting. Um, so, uh, I, I don't know. I use it for a lot of things. Um, although when I do get into uh, my dom mode, sometimes I will hold my partner's mouth open and spit into it. Um, as a form of, and I'll make him move it around in his mouth too. Um, and then swallow it. Um, but besides that, I don't know. I use it for lubricant sometimes. Um, I use it to get a, a cock nice and lubed up. That's hot. And uh, I use it to uh, lubricate holes, whatever uh, hole that may be. <laughs> Top me sloppily. I love a good just... I'm not really into dudes giving me oral, but oh my God, spit on a dick and make it go. Hi. Remy counts as oral. That does count as oral, but I am not a fan of rimming. I'm not either. I like... Uh, you know, here's the thing. Some people really like to do it, and there are times where it feels fantastic. But I am a size queen. I yeah. am a big old bottom like the grand motherfucking canyon. What is your little ass tongue gonna do for me? Here, here. <laughs> but spitting, you know what? I could get into it here and there because it's not bad. Um, your turn. It is my turn. I just grabbed my tits for a reason. I don't know. Hot. <laughs> you know what? Male titty fucking. I have had multiple men do it to me, and I don't really have big tits, so I can't really do it too well. And they're hairy, so some guys do like the friction. Um, and if you don't know what titty fucking is, that's when a guy takes his penis and sticks it between your chest. Or pecs. Or pecs. For muscle gaze. Or for muscle gaze. And essentially rubs it to get a nice sensation feeling. And if you can do it to completion, you will get the ultimate cum shot on your chin. 
Um, I'm personally not really a fan of it as the way of getting off, but I do like to watch guys do it. And if they can do it to me, you know, it kind of amps up the sexual realm there. Not a fan with guys or girls next. Oh, actually, I have a version of titty fucking that I'd like to expound upon. Mm -hmm. Thigh fucking? Have you ever had your thighs side to side and somebody just... Because, you know, not everybody's in the mood to bottom all the time. I'm just saying, sometimes you got to make a hole where there is no... There is none. So... Um, that would be the equivalent, I think I assume it's saying. Oh, nah, bitch, you dicking in China with me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's different. Although, although, if you get into my thighs during sex, my thighs are just, like, so sensitive. I'm just, like, I flood my basement. Uh, you're welcome for some ammo for your Thick sex thighs life. make the dick rise. <laughs> no, see, That's what they were, I've only been ever part of that once, and I was just, like, I did not douche for this. <laughs> I did not douche for this bitch. You Put know it what? In. It's a Get little in north. Good little China. No, little north. Good China. <laughs> you know what? That can take me back to titty fucking, but like ass cheek fucking for dudes. Because it's kind of like, oh, I'm going to stick my dick in between. I am not using work appropriate words and I am not saying penis right now, but... You know, you squeeze your ass cheeks together. He kind of rubs his dick in between the cheeks, but doesn't get into the china hole. That's teasing. That's different. Right. It is teasing. But I've had guys get off doing that. And it's kind of hot sometimes. Because you know why it's hot? And it's all a personal and selfish reason. I feel like I have great cakes. Because if my cakes can make you come without you getting inside. Oh, no, 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 no. As someone who's top many a time in my life. If my. Shut up. Stop portioning me. Stop shaming. Whatever. I'm masturbating. Uh, as I'm someone not shaming who's you. put my dick between two ass cheeks, that's just going in. As long as it's okay. Um, but that's just going in. Sorry about it. <laughs> okay. Next rapid fire, Rudy. It's all on you. Okay. Um. Oh, kinks. Um. I'm thinking. Oh. Uh. Ba 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 ba. Oh, fisting. Oh, fisting. Oh, fisting. Let's talk about fisting. Um, no. <laughs> Hard pass on that. Okay, size queen. Okay, I'm gonna tell you. Don't get right bigger now. than a fist. Oh, hell no. I'm gonna tell you right motherfucking now. That fist, if it goes near my good china, you're getting my fist all up <laughs> and through you. Catch these hands because I am not into that. Oh, see, I am on the other side of that coin. Um, I think it's hot. Like, there's something about expanding the anus or vagina past it's traditional limits and i guess i don't know i just kind of have this interest in pushing limits um remember and not to be exclusive of my straight friend blah, 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 straight friends that may be listening out there shout out to straight boy you know who you are scraggle beard <laughs> um you'll hear this tomorrow or this week i'll, text <laughs> I'll play it for you <laughs> um but I don't know, like just it's kind of just like one finger vagina, two finger vagina, elbow vagina, shoulder <laughs> vagina. Oh, I'm in there. I don't know, just something about pushing those limits that it's just like, huh? Let's get in there and see see how far we could really get. I love pushing my anus to the limit at times, but there is just something about knowing that there are five grabbable digits inside of my pink parts. I just can't get into it. 
I can't. I tried to watch the videos. And it's nothing against anybody who is. I just can't. I tried. I'm like, oh, no. No, no, no. She can't do that. Not today. It, I don't feel like I could douche adequately for that. I feel like I would have to douche from the inside of my body. Like, stick a water hose down my throat. <laughs> that is definitely the type of thing that you need the extensive douche for. Yes. I'll tell you that. Next. Davey. Rapid fire. Water sports. Okay. All right. Um, water sports. Someone who's participated as both giver and receiver, only with guys, never with girls. Um, real quick, uh, kind of sidebar. I would say that as someone who's been with um, straight girls uh, several times, um, I think generally because uh, heterosexual people are more prone to following the standard or the norm. Um, they are less exploratory and therefore more oppressed. Um, I've never tried water sports with girls. Uh, but with guys, it's there's a liberation to it. Um, there's a level of relaxation that comes with your muscles, which is the same thing as fisting. Um, either as the giver or the receiver. Um, where you're... It's, it's a combination of uh, bodily fluids, uh, degradation, um, domination. Um, I don't know, just all these like different things that just like, I would say give it a try. Um, it's a thumbs up for me. Um, what's up? You can do it. Um, I have not tried piss play before. Um, uh, my, my partner is very willing to try it. He's tried to coax me into the shower once or twice because that shit's messy and I'm not all about being clean. Um, what? Tarp? What do I need? No, no. Real quick, what I'm going <laughs> to say is that um, water sports is the type of thing that you do want to explore on your own before you kind of venture into invite someone else into it. Yes. And that's something that once you've done that, then you kind of know what you're getting into. But go on. Sorry. Um, I, I, think, I think the idea of piss play is hot. Um, I think I could even get into watching pornography, which porn is my religion. Um, uh, but um, I don't think I'd have a problem with it. I think it's sanitary. I mean, because pee is sterile for the most part. The only thing I don't think I could get over is the smell of pee, depending on what you eat, because that shit does come out. But other than that, that's me. I am into water sports um, quite thoroughly. Um, I do find it to be very sexually gratifying for me, whether I'm peeing on somebody or somebody is peeing on me. One of the hottest things that I think I've ever done in my life, um, I let a guy pee inside of me and he fucked me to completion with the pee inside of me and then asked me to get it out on him inside of the shower. And I thought it was incredibly hot. Amazing. Um, sir, we're no longer near each other. We're almost 15,000 miles apart. But if you want to come touch this body. Mm. Uh, so get your next, head, keep your head in <laughs> Next rapid um, fire. Now, this one, I have had experience with as far as looking at it and interacting as a third party. But I think it's something amazing. I want to talk about puppy play. I think puppy play is cute. I think it's sexy. The gear is amazing. Like, the gear is so hot. Oh, my God. 
Um, so puppy play, if you are not familiar with it now, I'm gonna give you my definition of it because again, I am not an active participant, but I am a watcher. It is the act of somebody taking on the qualities of a dog or animal in a way that they are pleasing or being pleased or being dominant and or submissive with other people who are taking on those roles. So for example, working something as a goal-oriented individual like some dogs or puppies do, looking for gratification, sitting next to your master with your hands on the ground as paws, your knees on the ground as paws, and maybe getting scratched behind the ears. But it can lead to the sexual realm as well. Being a beta means you would be the submissive. Being an alpha means you would be the alpha dog. You would be the dom in that situation. What do you guys think? Um, so couple things to kind of really touch on real quick is that one puppy play is not bestiality very different animals haha <laughs> pun intended um so this has nothing to do with real dogs um two um as someone who in the past has experimented and is um who has an understanding of what puppy play is or pup play is um i think it's very interesting i think for me the fascination behind pup play um is not so much the headspace, which is what it is to some people. Um, for me, it's more about, so about the gear, like you said. Um, I have like a gear fetish, whether that be like a really hot jock strap or some harnesses or some leashes, whatever it is, I have a gear interest. Um, I think gear in itself is inherently um, hot. And what it comes down to me is that I think gear uh, is more likely to produce sweat. And I have a scent play interest, which ties back to um, pup play. So like for scent interest, what I mean is like um, a sweaty pit, a sweaty crotch, um, not feet. Sorry, that's like not my cup of tea. Um, but I know for some of you it is. So, um, but for some people with pup play, that may be the thing where it's like, hey, it's like I want to sniff your crotch. I want to sniff your pit. I want to sniff your sh shoes or your feet or whatever it is. Um, but that's like my eight cents on pup play because I can't afford more. Okay. Yes. I will tell you guys pup play, or at least as far as the gear, it can get very expensive. So if you are interested in pup play, shop around. Please shop around. And also, before get I let you get into your rapid fire, uh, Rudy, disclaimer, because this is very important. If you are allergic to certain materials, make sure you find out before you get those materials to play with because it can lead to death in certain scenarios. My next rapid fire that I personally do will talk about that. Go ahead, Rudy. We're still talking about pup play, right? We are. Um, so I have had in sexual encounters with two individuals who are pups and one of which was not so great um, because the person tried to sexualize my dog, which again, I told you earlier on in the last segment, no, no. Um, and then, but the, the second guy I fooled around with, because you never try anything once, you always try it twice, just in case the first time it went horribly wrong, which in this case it did. Um, it was very interesting. He, uh, he kind of said, you know, he was a puppy. I didn't really understand what that meant. So I was, and then when I saw him, I was like, ah, I see. They want to, and this particular one, I believe, was what you would refer to as a beta. Um, he basically just wanted to be paid attention to. He wanted to be played with. He wanted to be touched. Um, very basic needs. However, um, 
I wasn't really sure what to do with that because attention is one thing, but it's like, okay, where does the sex come into play? One of the things that this particular puppy said to me is he said, well, I also like to have, I also like to feel useful. So sometimes, sometimes it's a little bit more like dogs look at, are, are, are typically known to look at their humans as masters. So it is kind of a slave master way in a more um, uh, amicable way. It's not, it's not so violent as like a slave and like Egyptian, you know, beaten slaves or something. It's more, it's more, um, useful. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know how to explain it. I'm sorry. I'm trying my best. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to say something in real quick and interject. Um, the idea behind pup play is that there are dynamics to pup play. So you can have a, what Anthony was trying to say, oh, um, is there's like a handler relationship versus um, a pup relationship, which is one type of relationship, versus there could be a pup-to-pup relationship. Um, there could be uh, alpha pup versus a beta pup relationship. And that can all really come th- through and just it's expressed as a pup. Um, and actually, most kings, at the end of the day, they kind of come through in different lights. And um, I think one of the most important things to remember about kink is that at the end of the day, you are doing this for yourself um as you can see here as we've kind of already talked about through as we kind of go through in the circle every kink is not for everyone and that's okay but it's it should be okay to talk about it yes and just not have that stigma or that fear of being judged or stigmatized but i don't know who's next i can always agree with it if you do not want to talk about it i do not feel you should be doing it Yes, that is one of those things if I am going to lay down with this individual I need to be able to face the fact that I lay down with them if I can't lay down with them why the fuck is my pussy out my disclaimer do you guys mind if I do another rapid fire let's do it so the rapid fire that I want to talk about because this is one thing that I'm very 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 interested in and if you are into it I need some help because I have just broken the cusp of exploring it gimp suits I want to have my own gimp suit. Now, if you're not a f- familiar with what a gimp suit is, first it's spelled G as in gay, I as in I, duh, M as in Mary, P as in Peter. A gimp suit is a full body suit that can be made of leather and or latex, and it covers your face, your mouth, your eyes. Sometimes there are holes for your mouth to be out so you can speak. Sometimes there are holes so your eyes can be visible, but not all the time. And it does cover your entire body. Now, disclaimer I gave earlier, if you are allergic to latex, do not get a latex gimsuit because you will die. Death is assured because the allergic reaction cannot be stopped no matter how fast you try to get out that thing. You can also overheat, so it is be be very careful about filling the heat. You gotta obey your senses it's, even though you're in the play. It's like the suit from um, American Horror Story. Yes, like from American Horror Story. So I want to get into that because one of the kinks that I do like, I like sensory deprivation. I like to have one of my senses and or more blocked out during the sexual experience. It does create a more higher tier in my mind of pleasure. What do you guys think about it? I um, 
do have something that I have been wanting to try. It's along those same lines. It's the chastity belts where you are touched. You can participate in sexual activities, but you cannot touch yourself. Right. Which is a kind of deprivation. Uh Uh-huh. Um... I find that extremely hot. You not being able to have control over your own body, even from yourself. Masturbation is a staple in my daily meal. And for me to not be able to touch myself when I'm aroused, all you're gonna hear is the thump of my dick against that metal whatever, (laughs) because I'm so used to just being immediately attention that um, that is, I don't know. It's kind of like being starved, almost. I can kind of see the appeal of that too. Uh, I mean, Tim, uh, um, my partner, um, <laughs> jokes, jokingly, I hope it's a joke, wants to have a couple of slave boys to use as toilets, you know, but, um, something, something along those lines, um, it, it, it would, it's, it, to me, it's worth further exploration. We actually talked to a couple of guys that actually participate in that. They, um, they get off on how long they can go without getting off. Nice. Um, I would say um, chastity is something I've definitely never played with nor explored. Um, however, it's something that does pique my interest. Right. Um, I don't know if it's up my alley or not. However, I'm willing to explore it before I'm willing to decide that. Um, at the same time, I have, like I said earlier, I am a big old bottom when it comes to the mood of being a bottom <laughs> and just there's some days where I'm just like jerking off is not gonna cut it I straight up need some masturbation just like ooh, ooh, ooh. yeah and start the morning off right hell yeah and like sometimes that's just what a bitch needs so let that be said and if and if the physical deprivation of touching my penis could heighten that I'm about it. Um, at the same time, um, I think it also is worth at least the acknowledgement of like being blindfolded. Um, I think that's a very basic level kink and it is really sensory deprivation um, because it heightens your senses. You can feel the mouth on your dick or the dick in your ass or the ass on your dick, whatever it is, a little bit more. Um, so I think that plays in to a lot um i know that like when you're getting choked sometimes um as andrew mentioned earlier your nose gets plugged and you can't smell anything and that kind of is just like a whole other level of whoa like what's happening right now is that a dick in my butt yes it is (laughs) i ask myself that on a daily basis is that a dick in my butt (laughs) Uh, you you know that brings up another um thing and this is it my turn there are no turns. Well, if turns are your fetish, I mean, I guess. Like, don't judge me. Well, you like. I like turns. Sorry. I like structure. Right. You play sorry, and you like flick the little. No, sorry. It's the little bump thing. It's like boop, and the dice roll, and you're like, oh, it's my turn. Structure is my king. <laughs> I like everything to be in order. Um. Well, no. I, I, then I would be curious if um being tied up is a form of sensory deprivation. Oh yes. Because you is. don't realize how much you touch yourself during sex that not having that ability is somewhat 
yes. hot too. Yes. Because again, you're out of your you're out of control to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. I love when a man will take Blue me balls, by the you know? wrist yeah. and will not let me touch myself. Like one of the things that I do during sex, and this is about to get very very personal, and I don't care. I do not orgasm with at least 75% of the people I have sex with. And that is my choice. Sometimes it's fantastic and I still won't come. Sometimes it's just dreadful. And of course, at that point, I'm just like, okay, did you finish? Because I'm ready to go and watch The View. But for myself, I don't want to orgasm when my partner does sometimes because it's even hotter to know it's like, Oh, look at what I did, and I'm not even at that point yet. It's a power thing. It's like watching my Roomba when I put googly eyes on it. I'm like, yeah, bitch, clean for me. Uh. Well, let me ask you this, too. Um, do you find that orgasm is Crucial the sex. end nope. of sex for you? Nope. Oh, no, it's not. Because orgasm is not the end because it continues on a whole different level. After a great sex session, no matter how long it lasts, I will find myself just in my day-to-day opening up a can of beans and I'm like, God damn, that was some good dick. And I'm just like, "Mm," just opening up beans and then that meal is the best meal ever. And then four days later, I'm just in a bad motherfucking mood because somebody decided to touch my goddamn pancakes that were at my parents' house for four days, but I wanted them. And then I come home and I'm like, yes, that dick. It'll do it to you. Hell yeah, no. Um, I think from someone who's um, explored both sides of that coin is that there's times where you just like come during sex and you're just like, and you think about it for a couple days. It's like, damn, that was a good fucking nut. Um, and that shit will keep you satiated for a day or two. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and then there's other times where, like I said, I'm usually bottom, um, or I get fucked and over the next couple of days, like my asshole is still quivering and I'm all about it. I'm just like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here. I know the I'm just here. I'm just like, boy, standing ovation. Um, but there's something about it where it's just like, it's not necessarily tied to the orgasm. Um, and as someone who's also been a bottom, I think that it's important to say that as a bottom, at least for myself, I've orgasmed multiple times, which I know is common of women. Um, not all the time, because some of you gentlemen, straight boys out there, do not know what you're doing. Yeah, However, um, there is such thing as a multiple orgasm, where as a bottom, you do get to experience as opposed to a top. Um, whereas the top, you come, you're done. Right. Where as a bottom, I've come and my asshole is quivered for like a couple fucking minutes and then he keeps going and it comes again. It's just like, whoa. And there's there's something different about it. There is. Um, but at the same time, I've had amazing sex that has had no coming on either end. That does not mean the sex was bad. Right. Like there's just like, it's like you got to kind of take it for the trip. You're not going for the destination. Exactly. I can get into that. Like, you're going fucking backpacking. You're not going to enjoy the last stop that you fucking go. You're going to enjoy every fucking stop that you go along. Like, so maybe you got your ass ate that day, or you fucking sucked a really good dick, or you got your dick sucked really well. That does not mean that that devalues that dick sucking. No, that dick sucking was really good. You just 
didn't make it all the way to Milan. Sometimes Sorry there's only so much milk in the container. Right. You know what I mean? Sometimes you have to add things and deposit them into your spank bank. And there is nothing wrong with that. Which does want to bring me into my next rapid fire. Okay, go ahead. Which, although this was a really wrong rapid fire, this one that we just did. I'm okay with that. Uh, my next rapid fire is going to be a combination of things, something that I know you want to talk about and something I want to talk about. Oh, okay. um, is cum. Oh, cum. Cum. So that's more of a fetish than, um, right. again, depends on how you want to word it. Like if it's snowballing is a kink, cum itself is a fetish. Right. Right. And for those of you that don't know, snowballing is kissing your cum back and forth. Yes. Um, I have a fetish for cum. Cum it's so much fun. Um, whether it's in my mouth, in my ass, on me, as lube, as a moisturizer, as my morning tea, as salad whatever. dressing, salad dressing, ranch. <laughs> yes, get yeah. every Um. Anyway, nasty <laughs> <the SC> chunky. <laughs> <laughs> um. However, um. I think cum is a really interesting thing to explore. Because at the end of the day, like when I, let's say I tell my partner while we're having sex, hey, I want you to come. I don't want you to come for the sake of you coming. I want you to come because I want to come on me. Right. And that's different than wanting you to experience the coming. Yes. If that makes sense. Like, um, I want you to come in me for the sake of having come in my asshole versus I want you to come so that you can say that you enjoyed yourself. You could not have enjoyed yourself and have come. That's fine. But cum is cum. And there's a sexualization behind the cum itself versus the act of coming. Um, and I don't know. I may not be making sense. I may be. Who knows? You guys can talk about it when you get to We're drank is this uh, for you? Number two, three, four. Um, I'm actually never drank. <laughs> <laughs> never drank. Okay. That's, 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 that's see how um, you know I've always been drinking. <laughs> I never drank. I'm actually never drank. <laughs> Um, no, but like seriously, there's like a, a sexualization with cum, whereas why you see in the pornos, and I know pornos are porn, is the worst way to kind of set that bar, but it does come from a level of reality where it's like, oh, come on my face, come on me, come in me. Um, there's a degree to it where it is sexual. It's like, it's not so much that you are coming and it's not like that you breach your gratification although for some people that's what it is um it's the idea that the common itself is sexual which is the same thing as piss play where it's like some for some people it's the act of pissing that could be sexual versus for other people it's the actual piss that could be sexual right there's that's the difference between the fetish and the kink gotcha. really I'm, go- I'm gonna speak very broadly on this subject uh-huh. i am not a big fan of cum I know, may the gay gods be damned. Um, okay. I <laughs> fucking hetero. Um, so don't share more hetero friends. So I will say there is an aspect of coming of coming that is hot. I feel when when I do top, which is often more often than I bottom. Um, the act of coming in someone. It's hot to me because number one, that person that I'm fucking made me come, they they use their entire body to make me come. And it's a testament to their efforts. And number two, um, from from my perspective, uh, they're getting their just 
reward. Just desserts. Yeah, so that I'm marking them. They they get to they get to have my come inside of them, or they get to be come on. Yeah, there's something it's, about like territory yeah. It's it's almost like actually I'm actually more partial I think to piss play than I would be to come play in the sense that you were talking about it. I love milk, but come is a completely different monster. Milk is gross. Milk is disgusting. Cow juice. Or it's a wrong crowd. Oh no, cow juice. Um, get that away from me. So it's not the same as come. No, it's not. Come guzzling whores are saying no. I do not want Betsy's <laughs> utter <laughs> what utter secretion near me. No, 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 no. no. So, tell me about you, sir, when you're come, come so, play. I'll tell you this. Yeah. I am very... Okay. My head is swollen. I have quite the ego when it comes to sex. I do. Now, you can read me on sex. You can tell me, hey, you could do this better. And, of course, I will listen because that is just me. I want to make the experience fun for everybody. But when it comes to come, when I get it, that means I work my ass off. Thank to you. get that come. Yeah. No pun intended to working off the Grand Canyon of this ass. <laughs> but <laughs> I have worked for that. So that is mine. That yes. is my 35 cents per hour that I have gotten here. Because most guys can't last an hour. But if you can, kudos to you. Now, when I look at it, I'm not going to run all around and be like, oh, strawberry shortcake me. Can't do it. <laughs> If you do not know what a strawberry shortcake is, that is when you get punched in the nose so your nose bleeds and somebody comes in the blood coming from your nose. Strawberry shortcake. Some people are into it. Get into it. You know, I mean, what was her thing song? I'm strawberry shortcake. Something like that. I feel like Lamar needs to come up with a, the more you know. So, oh my God, the <laughs> For that one, I learned some interesting shit from you. The more time. you know. Um, donkey punching is another, uh, you know, thought of it too if you don't know what a donkey punch is it's when you're hitting it from the back and then you punch the person who you're fucking in the back of their head boom they fall on the mat sometimes they black out you can pull your dick out and come on their back um you just learned a lot your mind was blown oh man so come itself yeah it's great it's gratifying i like it there's nothing really wrong with it i'm not like oh my god i need it 24 7 but if you are somebody who is just like the top of the top, number one, <laughs> you are just the top of the top and you come in me, I'm holding that bitch in all motherfucking day. Because I'm like, oh, his essence is now with me. It is okay to touch yourself in this in this meeting, right? I just no. To... Oh, okay. Oh, okay. No, Nobody no, is no. touching themselves during the recording of this. All my sound um, things are sponsored by my vocal cords. Um, you know, <laughs> my vocal cords. Uh, yes, my vocal cords. If you are not familiar with them, just turn up your phone or whatever you're listening on. Um, I would also like to say, as um, someone who's been on both sides of this coin again, um, which I'm sure both of you, or at least you have, um, I don't know if you have, because you're not much of a top. I am not a top at all. Right. Um, so as someone who has been on both the giving and receiving end of this, it's fucking income. Where it's like you're fucking in an asshole you've already come in or someone else has come in. Oh, I'm familiar with that. Right. And there's something about from the top perspective, though, where it's like it's a lot wetter. It's a lot gushier. It's a lot more like I am going at it. It's where out. Yeah. I am remarking marked territory. <laughs> I'm not done claiming this. Right. Yeah. It's like. This shit belongs to Ireland, but 
America. It's owned, be owned by Ireland. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> we go on the battle and the war. You know, right? It's like Russia has fucking colonized this fucking con- this fucking country. We're gonna colonize the shit out of this country again. Young bitches, Danny, have just blown my mind. Okay, because Colonizer I am a strict receiver. I am very strict about it. I have had group play threesomes, foursomes, fivesomes, twentysomes, whatever you want to call it. And I have never understood why guys compete to be the second one in after the cum has been delivered. Now I know. Now you know. I'm, more you know, the rainbow. Yeah. Right there. Rainbow. Mm -hmm. Strikes again. So, hold on. Let me put this away that you might understand. Uh You know when, like, you're covering a training class? Right. And they're like, oh my god, you're the best trainer I've ever had. Oh, bitch. That's what it is. Uh, yes. Where it's like, I know you have a trainer, but I'm better. Right. I'm here to give you a taste of this training. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. We used to be trainers together. <laughs> uh, I think my mind gasm there because now I understand. I feel like I have. of what it is of being a top, that is enough for me. I don't want to know anymore. You guys keep your topping secrets to yourself because this bottom is amazing. I don't know. You just kind of mental-gasmed over there. That's kind of hot, too. One that I do want to talk about. Yep. And you guys, this podcast has already gone on for an hour and 40 minutes. You know what? I'm not mad at if y'all love it and you stuck with it this far. You can definitely get a hug for me if you ever see me out in public. Unless you have scabies. If you have scabies... Sorry about it. <sighs> Sorry, I'm not, good. I'm not hugging you. But Now, this is one that I have in place for myself. And it's not really a kink. It's more of a fetish. Um, because it does not lead to sexual gratification for me. And it is more focused on an item as opposed to the actual sex act or object that leads to sex. I have a sock fetish. Now, it's not socks by themselves. The socks have to be on a pair of feet. The feet have to belong to a black man. And the socks have to be clean. Brand new is the best. But I do like to see guys in socks. I think it's hot. Uh, Feet creep me the fuck out not a feet person Mm -hmm. but socks on feet that are clean it's like boop mind blown and I thought I was alone in this until I found out that there's a whole bunch of groups on Facebook oh that's a genre that's a genre that's a genre and I'm glad you specified there's a difference between and uh, socks are not my thing or feet (laughs) feet are not my thing either Um, but there is a difference there are people who are interested in like dirty used socks versus people who are into like clean fresh socks Mm -hmm. So I but you like to you like to observe them being worn. I like to just look at them being worn. I don't want to sniff them. I don't want to smell them. I don't want to touch them. I just like to look at them on a guy's feet. And it's just hot to me. I don't get aroused, but I'm just like, I can't look away. It's like I looked at the sun for the first time and I'm like, yeah, bitch, you blinded me, but I'm still going to look. <laughs> I feel like there's some more exploration there. Uh uh-uh. uh, no. Put your feet on me, okay? Again, catch these motherfucking hands. <laughs> we can still make that happen. So, guys, I have had fun doing this. 
Yeah, a lot of fun. No, we're not going to. Okay. Um, Just wanted to remind you. But I've had a lot of fun doing this. Do you guys have something that you want to add in as a last word? Um, I think just from myself, I just want to make sure that, like, as a listener, you understand that um, what we're seeing is that there are boundaries that exist. Um, kink can be about anything. Fetishes can be about anything. But that really comes from somewhere. It's not just like an unlimited like deviance where you're just going to be like, I can do whatever the fuck I want because it's a kink or because it's a fetish. It's not. Um, there are limits to it. Uh, it depends on the person. It depends on what you're doing. Uh, there are things that are just morally wrong. Let's accept that. There are things that are morally wrong. Don't fuck your dogs. Don't fuck your cats. Don't fuck your children. Don't, don't do that shit because I will come after you and I have a really sharp knife. It's serrated. Um, ching ching. But, <laughs> but also, um, really just be open and talking about it, especially with your close friends. I think it's very um, negative to have such a stigma around what you enjoy, what you enjoy sexually. Um, it is very therapeutic to be able to talk about it. Um, it's very freeing. It's releasing. Um, so just enjoy it. I mean, sex is about exploration. Sex is about enjoyment. Um, it just let it let it be. Especially for my heterosexual people out there, um, I think heteros are the most repressed when it comes to sex. There's not a way to have sex. There's not a right way to have sex. And I think especially religion has pushed down a lot of that. Like, hey, this is wrong. This is deviant. This is incorrect. Um, whatever that may be like let go of it and just really explore and enjoy yourself Um, also if you want to follow me on the socials I am on Twitter my uh, handle is Davy Cycles D-A-V-I-E C-Y-C-L-E-S-S two S's at the end Um, or you can just message Andrew and he will send you my Twitter like love you guys keep touching yourselves keep touching each other Keep exploring your boy and girl parts and everything in between parts. Yes. How am I supposed to follow up that, Davy? Um, no, I, I definitely want to just uh, reiterate: um, sex is supposed to be fun. It's not something scary. Lean into it. Don't lean away from it. Um, um, find uh, find people that you can trust. Experiment. Um, you may find things, I mean, this is just what we came up with off the top of our head. We're making a list as we're talking about things. There are so many kinks out there and so many things that you can experience. Um, do it, do it hard, do it fast, live, live, live your life just as free and as full as you can. You only get one. And, um, I mean, be, be wise um, we didn't really get to talk about condoms and stuff, but, you know, be wise. But, um... This ain't the last time y'all gonna be here. Oh, thank you, Andrew. I don't have social media stuff yet, and until apparently I'm gonna become popular on this, on this podcast. But what, you, you guys will just have to wait till the next time I'm here on Andrew's amazing podcast. Um, but it was an honor and a privilege to talk to you guys about this and, um, continue the conversa- conversation with each other. Um, don't let it die here on this podcast. Thanks, guys. Love you. So, I want to thank Davey and Rudy for both coming 
to this podcast. It was very, very great. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you didn't enjoy it, good for you. I'm okay with that. You know, we can't please everybody in this world. And that's part of life. Um, One thing that I do want to integrate, because now it has a name. You guys have heard this. You heard my message for Mondays. You heard all this kinds of shit. It's going to be called Lifestyle Through the Looking Glass. Because the looking glass is a chance to analyze myself or the things around me or the things that are pissing me the fuck off. I got a message today. My message is for this bitch named Karma. So, Karma, we have to talk for just one minute because I have had one motherfucking week that I'm not okay with. Yesterday, I woke up with a bat in my apartment. And not the cute little bat that you go and swing at a bitch who comes to your house to try to fight you because you fucked her, man. Not a bat that you'll see on, what is it, MLB? What is that, Major League Baseball? Major League Bitches? No, not that. Not that. I'm not going to hit a home run with it. This is a flying bat. The kind of bat that vampires turn into when they want to pretend that they're cute and they don't have glitter cocks. This is the kind of bat that sucks blood or eats fruit or uses echolocation to get on your goddamn nerves. That is what the fucking bat is that I'm talking about. Woke up in my apartment with a bat flying around thinking that this is just the Palisades and this bitch was going to have a reunion with blood. Not okay. I don't know what I did to you, Karma. I don't know why you're doing this to me right now. I don't know who I offended. But whoever I did, guess what? You're not getting an apology, bitch. Fuck you. (sighs) I could have gotten rabies. I could have gotten guano in my drink. I could have fallen on my face when I got this bat out of my apartment. But you know, Karma, I'm not mad at you for doing your thing because Karma, your name is Karma itself. What goes around does come around. But the bat isn't the biggest thing. Because karma, you made me look at myself in a whole different light in this month alone. Jordan, when you told me that you could overdose on caffeine, I didn't believe you. I thought you were full of shit. I thought it was fucking stupid. And then I ended up overdosing on caffeine myself. While playing a tabletop game at a certain friend's house, it was a great time. But all I did was drink coffee that day from the moment that I woke up to the moment I got to their house to the moment I was ready to leave. And as I'm sitting at the table playing this game, I start grabbing the back of my neck. My mouth is sweating. I'm sweating all over the place. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? I had only drank coffee that entire day. That was all I had. All I had was coffee, coffee, coffee. I think I had a cracker here and there. I think I ate a little bites of bread. I think that I had a maybe an M&M that was on the floor. That my stomach can handle. Coffee for 24 hours straight? No, she can't. So I ended up getting sick and I threw up. And then I threw up again. And then I threw up one more time. And then I got home and I'm trying to rest and I'm trying to relax and I'm trying to go to sleep. And I'm like, why am I so antsy? What's going on? And I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, oh my gosh, something's wrong with the world. Someone's hurt. Someone's bleeding. Someone's gone somewhere. I don't really care about that many people. So I'm like, there's only a certain group of people this can be with. The two that I know the most have already dropped me off at my house and I know they're fine. The other person is maybe 1,500 miles away. Jordan. 
And I was like, oh, let me text him. Let me make sure everything's okay. Everything was fine with Jordan. As I'm trying to sleep, it's two in the morning, and I just could not close my eyes and go to sleep. Antsy moving all over the place. It was the caffeine working its way through my goddamn blood system because all I had drank was coffee. And as I'm laying on my couch, trying to understand why this is happening, a thought came up in my head. I was like, Jordan said he overdosed on coffee before. He overdosed on caffeine, and we ended up sitting in the hospital for almost 12 hours. And the whole time we were in the hospital, I was thinking, nah, this bitch lying. This ain't real. How the fuck do you overdose on caffeine? It wouldn't be illegal. I'm sorry, it wouldn't be legal if you could overdose on it. Jordan, clap for yourself. You can laugh at me all you want. I overdosed on caffeine. So karma, thank you for making me check myself because I, this whole time for years, was like, that's bullshit, it didn't happen. No, it happened to me. So karma, (sighs) fuck you. (laughs) And the horse you rode in. And your chocolate. And your kinks. And everything you're about. When you come back around like Monday did, I hope you act like Monday did last week and this week because Monday got his shit together. Karma, bitch, you don't get it together, bitch, you will be gone. I will find a shaman. So that's it for today's episode. Again, thank you for Davey. Thank you for Rudy coming through. I truly, truly appreciate it. I hope I did not say you guys real names. Well, Davey, I said yours like multiple times, but that (laughs) will probably be edited out. Um... Probably. You know, you guys can definitely reach me on the socials at Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy. Um, or you can just, you know, search Andrew Shepard. Do not search Izuku Midoriya because that will not be me. It won't be until I get into cosplay. Um, it is going to be Pride Month coming up in upstate New York in July. So if you guys do end up coming out, I hope to see you there. If you do see me, feel free to hug me. You will leave with glitter on you. That's fine. Um, message me at lifestylegbb at gmail.com. That's lifestyle, G is in gay, B is in black, B is in boy at gmail.com. And of course, I will keep you anonymous. You will be more anonymous than a ninja in heat on a Sunday in Sri Lanka, and you will be safe. From there, um, you know, I have one quote to end the day. And this quote, it came for me in the back of the seat of a car. For all my bottoms out there, <laughs> being a bottom is like hunting for a job. <laughs> do not douche until it is confirmed that you have it. Goodbye, y'all. <laughs>